Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, welcome back. Zazzo, Rams, and Amber here. Obviously, we got uh, we got the week week seven, right? It's week seven that's yes, starting sir. tonight, NFL. Week seven, we got the Dolphins this weekend, Dolphins and Jets. So, doing a lot of football today, obviously. And joining us now on the Orion Fuel and downstairs convenience stores guest line, truly steps beyond convenience, uh, Jen Welter. And, and we know who Jen Welter is. Jen Welter's name is recognizable now because you remember she was the first female coach. She was a coach. She was on the Arizona Cardinals staff a few Innovator. years ago. Yeah. And she has a book out now. It's called play big lessons and being limitless from the first woman to coach in the NFL and she joins us here Jen good morning we, we appreciate your time and uh, I guess first things first here okay did, did you always want to, I mean once you obviously knew you weren't going to play in the NFL did you did you always want to be a coach did that come naturally to you no I actually had no idea um, that coaching was even a possibility for a woman because there was nobody I could look to and say I I want to be her and and even beyond that as a player like you guys will appreciate this I mean I was the edge rusher I was the the sack master make quarterbacks life difficult I wasn't the the huddle caller or even the captain like it, it wasn't really even in my personality to see that and it actually took me playing um, like season in men's professional football to really learn a whole lot from those guys to on how to be a great teammate and that maybe I had more to offer than I even realized um, to end up taking the coaching route. So you had that dog in you from the beginning. So who did you identify over in Arizona? Because I played against Arizona quite a bit. Uh, who did you identify with on that defensive front or probably more in particular the defensive line when you got there? Um, you know, I love our D-line um, on Arizona is one of the best assets we have, and that's partially because it's coached by Brinson Buckner, who, if you guys are familiar, he's one of the best in the game. And I think he is truly the only man I know who is on a coaching staff and yet flex the sleeves off all of his shirts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, like he's the only guy on the sidelines that I know of that still has like sleeves cut off his shirt. Yep. So. Buck definitely sets the tone for the D-line. Um, obviously, they now you have one of their best D-linemen in Florida, though not in Miami. You have Calais Campbell over in Jacksonville. Um, but one of the guys that really resonated with me, he was my rookie pick. Um, unfortunately, he's out now with an injury, but that was Marcus Golden. And, you know, I was with the inside linebackers, but I was an outside linebacker most of my career and I just saw it in Marcus, and I knew he was going to be be a great one. And then on the inside linebackers, we had such a such a talented crew, but I wouldn't pick one of my own guys. It's just not fair. So did the guys? This is one of the things that when when this when this first broke, this story first broke about you becoming a coach. Yeah, and this by the way was it was two years ago, twenty fifteen. Right, was, this was yeah. a couple years yeah, back. Twenty fifteen. Right, my my first 
question mark, and I was the voice from like the guy that used to be in the locker room, was a lot of derogatory talk and a lot of talk about women goes on in the locker room and in the meeting rooms. And my concern was guys not acting themselves around you. And I heard that you first thing you did when you went in there was you let these guys know, look, don't change what you do because I'm sitting here. How did that work out? Um, that's probably one of the smartest things, like, in, and you'll appreciate this because there is nothing worse than, like, that first date awkward period in life. Yeah. Right? Like, when you're walking around on eggshells, you don't know if somebody's going to, like, freak out if you say the wrong thing. And I didn't want them to be like that. Having played on a men's team and then coached them before, there's nothing worse. And, like, I, I mean, I'm a football player, too, and we joke with each other. We have that good banter, and I could probably chime in on some of the conversations like, dude, you don't want to do that. You'll never get a date ever again in your <laughs> life, right. right? I might be able to give you some of that, like, really, like, let's talk about this. I can give you more insight on what girls actually want. You might actually get the date of your dreams if you talk to me about it. Um, but I did set the tone with them and just tell them, if if you're awkward with me, we're not going to get anywhere. And I think that that went really well. Um, I remember even, you know, one of the things that was important to me is just, again, setting that tone. I remember we're in the grind of training camp, right? We're like halfway through and nobody looks good. Nobody smells good. Nobody is on their best behavior anymore. Um, as I say, when they'll relax, when guys will relax to the um point that they revert to their 10 or 12 year old selves, like you're really winning. Right. And, and we were at that point, we're sitting around the meeting room and one of the guys just like, man, training camp is such a grind. Like no woman could do this. And I, I'm sitting right there. And I just <laughs> looked at him. I was like, yo, you said that out loud. And he just looked at me and he was like, coach, you don't count. You're one of us. <laughs> that's actually, that's, that's actually really cool. Compliment. Right. Yeah. Like that really is the ultimate compliment because they're no longer thinking of you of, of you as, you know, that woman coach or, oh, this is an outsider. Like we have to be on their best behavior. Like this is just coach. Yeah. And that's really what's important. I don't know if you get into it in your book or not, but did anybody cross the line of whether it was maybe like a guy making an advancement towards you or somebody, somebody just being flat out disrespectful? How, how, did, how did that work? Um, not when I was with the Cardinals. Um, I think there's just a, a level like of professionalism in the NFL. But when I played in arena um, and I was on that team, you know, it was definitely a test to see how I would react at times. Like there was one guy, I think it was the second game of the season, and, you know, we're warming up across the field from each other. And he's literally like, doctor oh i like the doctor i'm gonna hit that you guys better protect her and you know of course my guys are getting like really mad because they're protective right it's like i'm their girl and this guy's talking about me i was like guys don't you dare let him get to you like i will kill you myself if you let him get in your head and so we're in the game and i had just gotten tackled and i get back up and it's not even the same guy well, it, it, he's not the one who tackled me, but he was right there. And I just looked at him, and I was like, hey, did you just grab my butt? <laughs> and he just, like, jumped because, you know, it's the last thing you expect to hear on the football field, right? <laughs> and you, you're just totally in that mindset if it's, like, all dudes. And he was like, 
whoa. And he was like, yo. He was like, the doc just asked if I grabbed her butt. Like, she is awesome. And, and from there, he went from being um, the one who tortured my teammates the most to like, hey, hey, are you guys treating her right? Like, we played them later in the season, and he's like, baby girl, you good? Like, uh, are they treating you all right? Do I need to set somebody straight? And I, it, it, you know, it's just, it's this interesting mix um, with guys. And I think that's why I probably deal better with guys a lot of the times than I do with women. Cause you know, guys are simple, right? Like if we get along, we get along. If we get in a fight, we, maybe we'll punch each other in the jaw and then later I'll be like, Oh my God, that was such a good right hook. Can you teach me like how you did that? Because I need to bring that in my own game where women will, you know, secretly hold that animosity for about 87 years and you won't know it until you hear the funeral speech. Jen, I'm not going to lie to you. I I really want you to have a sit down and talk to my wife because the fact (laughs) that you just said guys are simple, I can't reiterate enough that, that there's probably about three things in life that we need, oxygen, food, and females. And, and, and to keep reiterating this constantly to my wife, it's not complicated. Yeah. I don't say what I don't mean. I'm really simple. For the most part, I'm not too bright either, so I'm not trying to complicate things. I just I want to simplify things and dumb things down. So I really do need you to come in and be like my, my, my hype man behind me and saying he's, he's really telling the truth. Do you know how many times in training camp, like, and, and, you know, I think that that's honestly the best element that I brought to the team. And let's not, you know, downplay the fact that I was a great football player in my career. I was one of the best in the game and um, all of the X's and O's. Because, you know, I'm good at it. Don't get me wrong. But the unique thing that I brought to the to the lineup or to the locker room or however you want to say it was the fact that my guys could literally be like, uh, yo, Coach Jen, you have a minute? I'd be like, yeah, what's up? It's uh, pretty cool. Coach, my wife is so mad at me, and I don't even know what I did. I'd be like, hey, yo, I got you. I'm an expert in male-to-female translation, right? And we would have those conversations all the time. And, yes, I would meet wives and moms and, and daughters and all of that because I knew that if we could simplify the life outside of football, you were going to be a whole lot better when I got you anyway. Well, Jen's book, you can check it out. Jen Welter, of course, you remember uh, she was an assistant coach. She was a coach on the staff with uh, the Cardinals back in training camp a couple years ago. Her book is Play Big, Lessons in Being Limitless from the First Woman to Coach in the NFL. Well, what's the goal here? Like, Are you, trying to, do you, are you hoping to, to get a full-time uh, permanent gig? Is that the next step here? You know, of course I would love to. I love coaching football. Um, I, I actually love the guys in the locker room and the relationships the most. Um, We had a great relationship and I continue to with all of those guys. So, you know, that's a dream job. And yet at the same time, um, I have had the opportunity to coach football for the, the first Australian women's national team this past summer. I went to Mexico and helped work with one of their programs and I do programs around the country. So I will always be in the game. It's just in what capacity. Well, great job, Jen. Good luck with the book. We appreciate your time this morning. Anytime, guys. Uh, happy to join you. Thanks. That's Jen Welter right there, and uh, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. You know, I wonder she she had to she had to get going. I mean, she's doing a bunch of shows today. Otherwise, I I would have also asked her this. But you know, it's interesting where she she found the need 
to she wanted to make it clear from the get go, you can't be awkward around me. You need to you need to go about your business. I wonder if if she felt the need to to prove that that she can coach. You know, that was her proving that you can you can be yourself around me. I could be one of the guys. I wonder if she felt the need to prove that she knows football. Well, of course, you're dealing with that G.I. Jane scenario, right, where where you have a female stepping into a male-dominated world and, and the question mark of her ability to relate or know the game is always going to come up. But I'll, I'll never forget when we did this little uh, fallen soldiers football game, flag football game. She was probably the most intense football player on that field, and there was probably a list of 20 different former NFL football players on that football field that day, and she was by far the most intense. Aside from that piece of shit, ESPN, Kenny, whatever the hell his name is, Stabler. Wow. What the hell's his name? Callouts, Kenny Who's Main. Who's that guy, Kenny Maine? That guy sucks. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.